Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Gopher 2 Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3. I am your host, Jackson Wallace, and I got my friend, my buddy, my draft party watching friend, Lucas Aver with me. Lucas, how you doing, bud? Fantastic. Just, just a big bundle of happiness, because football's here. So, so it, we can be happy, because there's well, nothing else going on in the world, all right? Nothing, nothing else not. happening other than football. My fish is more exciting than the outside world right now. And he sleeps a lot, believe it or not. Really? I mean, my man's got big fins, so, you know, he's got to he's gotta chill out. He probably ain't sleeping. You know, he's got to rest. A lot of work swimming around of course. with big fins. Of course. Any orange juice today? No, 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 no. No, no. Uh, Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. I respect it. Yep. yep I yep. respect it. Well, hey, I got, I, got a, I got a couple things for you as we open up, Lucas. I got a, I got a couple comments. Mr. Casey. Um, once again, just Casey commenting. I know you and me have we have several friends within our own little friend group that I know watch this podcast. They're just too lazy to comment. Calling you guys out. What's up? I don't know. Just be like you be a good friend. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, but Casey, our most devoted mm-hmm. and loyal listener and watcher of the podcast, he says, "Oh yeah, Brady's got Gronk. That's so awesome." He said, he said, he said, Jackson Lucas, you guys getting your uh, Bucks jerseys? I definitely am. And then he says, here's a good question for Jackson. He said, Jason Garrett be the offensive coordinator for the Giants. Will Garrett beat the Cowboys in the opener? Sorry, Jackson. At this point, I'm rooting for Garrett to see what he's got. First of all, Casey, how dare you root for Garrett to see what he's got? I, I What? You and you and me were both equal uh, advocators for wanting this guy to to leave. We want to coach clap out, and you root for him. What's up with that? Um, second part of your question: Yes, yes, the Giants are going to be us in our home opener. Uh, I have a feeling really? they'll. Yes, absolutely. I have a feeling that they're. Uh, I have a couple of reasons why. One, I feel like they're going to be more prepared. Um, uh, I feel like the. Um, I feel like with the Giants coming into this, they've had the Cowboys number for a while. We've beat them a lot recently, and I think that uh, they're going to have our number. I feel like they're going to come out with a lot more fire than we are. I think the DAC contract issue has been a bit of a distraction. I think that C.D. Lamb, actually, he is going to be wearing number 88, continuing with the Cowboys tradition with Des Bryant, Drew Pearson, Michael Irvin, and such, uh, such after that, which I kind of felt was a little bit weird. To be honest with you, he said he wanted number 10. He has his own little special story behind it that I'm not really familiar with. But um, I feel like him having 88 thrust upon him because Jerry insists is a little too much pressure for CD. Um, I feel like that's kind of like 88 is the number we give to like, hey, you're our number one guy. And I feels like I feel like it sends a weird message to Amari Cooper. Um, might be a little bit too much pressure for CD. We'll see how it goes, but I, I just feel like the the Giants are going to be way more prepared for us than, than the first game. It's going to take the first game or two for us to wake up. So that's just how I think about see, it. See, I, I like I agree with plenty of the stuff you said, except for I don't see how the cow I don't see how the Cowboys can't be more prepared. Although I, I guess you do have a new coach and staff and stuff, but at the same time, like I mean, so do they, but. a lot of your players are actually familiar, and they've got like a second-year quarterback, less weapons than you, a special teams coach is there. Yeah, but coach Garrett's now. gonna want to come out, and he's gonna want to beat us like straight away. 
Y'all don't you don't think the Cowboys are going to want to beat Coach Clapp? I feel like they are. I just don't feel like they're going to have as much of a sense of urgency. The Giants have had poor seasons for several years in a row. I feel like they want to come out of the squad. I feel like they want to come out of the gate swinging. Yeah. I do. I really feel like they want to come out of the gate swinging. Like for us, I feel like we're going to think we're going to go in and throttle the Giants as we have been the past like four years. There's no way y'all lose. They're going to get us, dude. I mean, I hope we call it. I'll call it. Call it right now. Do it. Lucas, do it. Call it. All right, it's called. Calling it. Where's it at? Where's it at? Hold up. Where's your little? Where's your little scribe manual journal? All right, what what am I calling? Uh, the giant, Cowboys will beat the, the Giants. Cowboys will beat the Giants. You want to make it a bet, Jackson? You trying to lose, dog? No, because why would why would I be rooting against my 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 Cowboys in the in the home opener? All right, Cowboys will why? beat Giants home opener. I hope it happens too. I just feel like they're going to catch us, man. I told you from from day one. I can't believe you. That's worse. I just, Look, I what? picked the Chiefs to beat us. And that's way different. Way different. We beat the Giants like 2-0 the, the past like three years. We are due for an 0-2 year, and it's going to be this year. I have a feeling. You're wild. Zeke's still You're got wild. his nose ring. We have no center. Actually, we drafted a center. But we'll see how good he is. I hope he's really good. You're wild. I can't believe you. You're a terrible fan. I'm glad you're not a Titans fan. I don't want you to root for my franchise. <laughs> Lose to the with, Giants. With Mr. Danny Danny Henry. I'm uh, telling you, man. I have a hey, bad you don't need Derek, man. You got nose rings, Zeke. Probably going to um, go like 6 and 10 this year. Is that for the comments? Huh? Oh, no. Yeah, that, that's it for the comments. I was just providing my own little comments there at the end. I hope we do well. I can't stand <laughs> You love me. Anyways, Mr. Jackson. What's up? We have to do our draft recap. Yes, we do. Because we had the draft. So. Dude, what an exciting draft that was. That was it was. It, it was cool. It was cool. It. Uh, I don't know if it was as exciting as some other drafts. Like, like part of me is like, man, that was awesome. But there's like literally no sports going on. Right. But like the draft last year in Nashville was a really cool deal. Um, I loved like seeing it in Nashville and mm-hmm. all the people that were out there and they broke records and stuff with the people that came out. And there were there weren't as many trades. You know what I mean? They're, they're, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Maybe but there, there wasn't a lot of action moving up and down. Right. Maybe the there was. This year. Maybe it just kind of felt more special because with everything going on, it's like it was nice to have something I, to watch. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I kind of started out. And there. we had like, like our. There's own, nothing else going on, so. We had our own so virtual cool. draft party, and that was fun. It's yeah, time. and and that was fun too because usually you go out with people if you want to watch the draft. But right, right, right. We couldn't, so we just all watched it together. It was Anyways, I have the whole first round here. We're just gonna run through the first round real quick. Yes, uh, I'll say the team and the player. We'll give our thoughts on if we like the pick or not, and then we got some other draft recap stuff we're gonna get to after that. Let's do it, baby. Let's but, uh, do it. All right. So first off, uh, of course, Cincinnati got Joe Burrow. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, I mean, I mean, I think you didn't you say something uh, during? I think remember during the draft, Lucas, that the mayor had already sent him like a letter or something. Like yeah, he, I read, he I read knew he was getting drafted saying, for a yeah, while. That he knew like months ahead. Yeah, like I, I mean, even I haven't seen a thing that said he already had the playbook. He was already studying stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, best college football player 
in the past yeah, several best, years or statistically best season in the past like ever so i was gonna say like stat wise best quarterback mm-hmm. season ever um no surprise there. so washington came in second also easy they went with chase young uh he's gonna be a terror in the nfc east you think chase so? Young's good yeah chase Young's good man I'm not sure. I, I love the pick here. I'm going to A+. Plus. I'm going to start throwing some letters on here. Yeah, right? A+. I mean, plus a plus pick. Piece. I hate it for me. I, I love it for the Red. For I the feel like, like you had to take him there. But Absolutely. also, since Washington's never playing with a lead, I'm kind of worried about if he's necessarily going to meet expectations. Because I feel like people in Washington are like, man, Chase Jones going to come in. He's going to get 15 sacks this year. I don't right. think he'll do that. Now he Probably not. Could very well get eight or 10. Probably. Yeah, I mean, he's going to cause a problem for any offensive line. I mean, you have to game plan around him. When you have a, an edge rusher that can do things like he can or things like, you know, Joey, like the Bosa brothers, like it seems like Ohio State knows how to churn out some defensive ends, quite frankly. Um, so, apparently, they got problem. another one coming out next year. I, I don't Jeez. know what it is, man. It's wild. Uh, third overall, Detroit came in and took Okuda. Another no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely love it. Had to had to refill for uh, Darius Slay since they lost him. So a plus. Now we're getting to the weird stuff, Jackson. Yeah, this was this was this was weird for us here. Yeah, so fourth Four. pick, the Giants took offensive tackle Andrew Thomas from Georgia. So I wasn't expecting him to be the first tackle off the board. Yeah, I, like, I me thought, either. Especially the Giants take Willis, a tackle. Wills might be a first. Mm-hmm. Really thought they were going to go Simmons with number four. But they didn't. Yeah. I, it was surprising to me. So so our friend Tyler was in was in the draft party with us, and I was super surprised that, that they took they didn't take Simmons. Like like we were all sitting there and he's like, they're gonna take a tackle because we suck. Mm-hmm. And and he was really hoping for Simmons and he was super upset. But like overall, I understand you have to get your tackle that you want. I wish they could have moved back. That's why I like them moving back right there so much, but yeah, because they, they, they could have gotten that player at eight or nine, for sure. Um, fifth overall, Miami took Tua. Tua. I think that's awesome. A-plus, they got the quarterback they wanted. Like, all year they lived by tank for Tua, and they did it. Yeah, we thought they might have tried to move up to grab him, but I was really surprised no one moved up or down in the first five. Um, everybody seemed content to, to stay with those picks. I mean, you, you go grab Tua, the question just becomes, do you play him right away or not? I don't know. I think you sit him, but... They will. I think they will. I think you sit him for a year. Uh, Chargers got Justin Herbert, six overall. Thoughts, concerns? Good pick. I mean, you know, solid pick, I think. You know, I think they would have rather had Tua, obviously. But... Herbert's a guy. Again, I still think Tyrod's going to start for a year. Um, I don't think Herbert comes in and, and, and is a starter straight away. I think he's going to get a chance to learn the playbook and the terminology and the feel for the offense. And uh, we'll see what he can do in 2021 or maybe halfway through 2020. There's no hope left <laughs> for the Chargers. And they decide to give their rookie quarterback some reps. I don't know. We'll see. So um, um, I actually heard uh, someone on one of the ESPN radio stations or something yeah. the other day. I was just driving to the grocery store. And I actually heard a guy get on there and say that I think he's an agent. Um, and I heard him say that the GM for the Chargers does is is like super anti-injured college players. Oh, okay. And that he did so he didn't want to. Really? But Be- because of his injuries, so he actually got the quarterback he wanted, 
and he said that it's weird because the Miami GM mm-hmm. he said that he is actually okay with it. So he got the quarterback he wanted. So apparently both teams got what they wanted. Like the Miami guy, okay. Miami wanted Tua apparently, and the Chargers wanted uh, Herbert. Herbert. So it just but, worked out for him. Okay. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Interesting. Uh, yeah, very interesting. What's up next? Seven overall, Carolina defensive tackle Derek Brown. Solid died. pick. They had to yeah. rebuild their defensive line. I mean, they lost most of it in free agency. Uh, Arizona got Isaiah Simmons. I feel like this I was is surprised one of the, he fell this far. But super surprised. Cool. One of the best picks yeah. of the draft. Arizona instantly sure. gets better. I mean, he's a you know a trans- transgenerational player. So I mean, I mean, I think Simmons is like the best pick in the first round. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the Cowboys getting CD Lamb, because that was just wild that he fell. Um, Jacksonville at number nine, the bane of my existence. Derrick Henry's personal stiff arm practice dummies. Uh, <laughs> they, they got cornerback CJ Henderson from Florida. Solid pick. Another Oku- good guy. Okuda's yeah, every, off the board. They, I mean, they lost AJ Bouye and Jalen Ramsey. They had to go corner. Absolutely had to. So I mean, they get a they get the next best corner on the board. Good pick. Yeah, a, a lot of a lot of stuff I've seen said that like there was Okuda, there was CJ. And mm-hmm. then there was all the other people. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Uh, Cleveland offensive tackle, Jedrick Wills, Alabama. I mean, they needed a tackle. And Absolutely they got, needed one. They got a good guy that fell to them. Uh, New York Jets, offensive tackle, Makai Becton. I thought they would go wide receiver here, but they went with the next tackle. Yeah, you got to protect Sam Darnold. I can understand the pick. I mean, if there's a tackle yeah. there that you absolutely love, you got to go get him. Yeah, it was it, well, you know, like like I said before on the hometown heroes deal, or not on hometown heroes. I'm sorry, on our last episode of the pod, mm-hmm. everything's running together, Jackson. Um, We're recording a lot this year. I said that like I thought they would take a wide receiver just because you can get the number one wide receiver or you can get the number three tackle. Right, right, right. Alas, um, Las Vegas Raiders. Now here, Henry Ruggs first. Yeah, here we we really thought they were going to go Lamb. I mean, both of us. I think both of us had. Them pick him picking Lamb at this point mm-hmm. in our mock draft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they go with speed, man. I mean, in their division, they have Tyree Kill, so they know that speed kills. You can't really teach it. So I'm super surprised it, they man. go with rugs there. But you can't um, coach someone to be faster. That's very true. So I mean, John Gruden, he has his pick of the litter as far as wide receivers go, and he picked rugs. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, Tampa Bay traded to like Indianapolis, who traded or. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, Tampa, Tampa Bay got this pick from San Francisco. Yes. Who got it from the Colts. Okay, I was reading it backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They traded DeForest Buckner to the Colts for this pick. Right. And then so they the traded Colts this. Essentially, right. So you could argue that this pick gave the Colts DeForest Buckner and then gave San Francisco Tristan Wirfs. Right. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> Because they, but they traded this one with Tampa, so Tampa moves up here. But okay, okay, everything's. Uh. What was interesting, Lucas, is that Tampa Bay was originally at the 15th spot, I think, and so they only moved up one space. Is that right? Yeah. So Tampa Bay moved up one space. Yeah. And so I uh, also listen to ESPN Radio. Been doing that a lot this week when I'm. Supposed to be working, but nothing's going on. It's a good time. Um, 
fantastic time. So <laughs> this guy was on there and he said that that was them that was them showing Tom Brady appreciation. Oh, okay. Like this is this is every like them just showing Tom like, hey, we'll we're gonna move up. We're gonna trade up in the draft to get you your tackle. Even if it's on spot. I mean I guess it makes sense because Denver was kind of rumored to uh, to want to tackle. Grab him. Yeah. So, so it's whatever. Uh, anywho, protect Tom Brady. San Francisco, right? Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Yep. Because they traded. They got Ken Law. They come in. They replaced Force Buckner. Don't have to trade him or don't have to pay to Force Buckner. So you're doing better on cap space. Correct. And which is part of our theory, Lucas. And he's a stud. He's a good. He's a good guy. They, they get a studded defensive tackle and clear up cash space for Deshaun Watson. Am I right? That's what's happening. That's everyone, what's going everyone on. Everyone knows. Everyone we called knows it here first. Happening. All right. All right. Well, what we got next? Hmm. Denver takes Jerry Judy. Yes. Denver takes Jerry Judy at uh, sixteen, I believe. Fifteen. Fifteen. Excuse me. Yeah. Weirdo. Uh, so honestly, like I was surprised Jerry Judy fell this far because I thought CD or Jerry Judy would end up going to San Francisco, mm-hmm. but they got their DeForest Buckner replacement. So like it makes sense. Denver doesn't want any of the tackles that are left compared to the wide receivers that are left. And, and they've they been depleted. It. They've been depleted at wide receiver. They traded Emmanuel Sanders in the middle of the season last year to San Francisco, who then. Uh, yep. He went to go sign with New Orleans. So, I mean, they, they had no wide receivers for, for Joe Flacco or for Drew Locke. So, it makes a lot of I sense to go Drew Locke some help. It makes help. a lot of sense here. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16 overall, Atlanta takes A.J. Terrell. So, I was kind of surprised that he was the second corner to come off. but Or third corner to come off. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, still happy, happy with the pick, though. He, he's really good. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you, you come in and you bring a guy that, that can uh, come in and be an impact player straight away. Um, and they desperately, desperately need some help at the corner spot. So, especially with what they have to deal with in the NFC South this year. Ooh. Ooh. I'll let you do the honors here, Jackson. At pick number overall. 17 in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys select C.D. Lamb, wide receiver. Oklahoma. Bro, when this happened, Lucas can attest. If you guys have watched Hometown Heroes this week, by the way, should youtube.com slash go over to podcast and go listen to Hometown Heroes. It's a separate video that we upload each and every week exclusively to YouTube for you guys to enjoy the Cowboys and Titans content. Anyway, so if you have not watched that yet this week, I'm going to fill you in. When the Cowboys selected CeeDee Lamb, who in my opinion was the best receiver in the draft, when we get C.D. Lamb at 17, I was so happy. I looked straight into the camera because we're all watching. We're doing a virtual draft party as well. I clapped so hard. I think I sprained my wrist. Like I got up and I clapped and I jumped around and I was ex- jumping for, for joy at our pick here. We get an immediate impact player. You At this point, you're like, oh, well, we could need like Clavion Chassis or somebody. No. We take the best player available. We go put him in the slot. We lost Randall Cobb. We lost Cole Beasley. Doesn't matter. We got Lamb in the slot at this point. He's going to be wearing number 88. I think it's a little bit weird. Thought he probably should have gone 10. Eh, doesn't matter. But, I mean, uh, there's no excuse for Dak Prescott anymore. We're gonna, Dak's going to get his money. He's going to have Zeke right next to him. He's going to have Lamb. He's going to have Gallup and Mark Cooper, both 1,000-yard both receiving last year. 
and um, we're gonna go to work. So I'm super happy with the pick. I feel like it was it was a no brainer at the time, you know. Absolutely. Uh, 18th overall. Mm-hmm. Miami trades up, gets a tackle. Gotta protect Tua, man. Gotta protect Tua. Or Miami. Whoever's there. They didn't trade up. I'm sorry. They traded Mika Fitzpatrick to Pittsburgh. So they got Pittsburgh's pick here. Exactly. Anyway, offensive tackle. line, Austin Jackson. Uh, by this time, I was thinking the Josh Jones guy from Houston was going to get picked, and he just yes. never he never got picked. That's like my biggest my biggest like player that I thought was going to get picked in the first round that just fell forever was him. Yes. Uh, so I thought that Absolutely. was pretty crazy. Absolutely. Next up, Las Vegas. They got Damon Arnett from Ohio State. Not a fan of this pick. I think they jumped the gun. If you want, if you wanted him, you could have got him later. Yeah, you could have traded out here. You could have went. I mean, who who else was still available? I mean, you had uh, Clavion Chassis was still available. Um, uh, Jeff was, Gladney, the cornerback, if you wanted him, was available. Diggs yeah. was available. But like, there were some other Jefferson, cornerbacks yeah, was, that were better. Yeah. So for like. Sure. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like this draft was a big like people drafting on needs, which is what it is every year. But I feel like this year they did it more, just because they probably didn't know the prospects as well. I right. know a lot of the GMs and coaches and stuff have come on and said that they did know the prospects, but like, let's be honest, this was kind of a scouts draft. Absolutely. And so, I don't. You're, know. you're going like, to lean on your like, scouts, I mean, because they're the ones look, looking and over reviewing all the tape. You know, Stephen and Jerry Jones don't have an opportunity to come in and meet CD and Clavion and everybody else, um, right. at least face to face, because you get a different feel when you're face to face. You just do. That's just the way it goes. But um, um, yeah. they, they next reached. up, twenty overall, Jacksonville. They got. I always Clavion. butcher this guy's name. Clavion, Chassion. Chassion, Chassion, Chassion. We are so sorry if we butchered your name, man. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Um, but so, so the Jacksonville Jaguars come in and they just get a number one cornerback and the best edge rusher in the draft. That's, I was going to ask, as an, AFC South, okay. as an AFC South champion, how do you feel about we lost Jacksonville? South. You basically won the AFC South. You're you're the second best team in the league, Lucas. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's right. You won the that's AFC. Right. The you got league. to the AFC Championship. You lost by less than the 49ers did. You're second best team. You're an AFC South champion. Yeah. As an AFC South champion and second best team in the league, how do you feel about Jacksonville grabbing these two defensive players in the first round? So so here's my thing. Every year, every single year, it gets to the draft with Jacksonville and they've got a super high pick because they're garbage and no one wants to be there so they're like people are they're having to trade people away because no one wants to be there mm-hmm. and that's giving them picks and they're bad so they're that's giving them a high pick um so anyways I just feel like every year I'm like oh man Jacksonville drafted a stud on defense and then like every year they lose another stud on defense because no one wants to play for them anymore and it's a bad organization with bad ownership <laughs> and that's just that's how it is that's how it's been and it's gonna stay that way for a little while probably probably but I'm terrified absolutely terrified cause they got two in the same in the same until the season year. starts and Minshew Mania takes over and the defense is garbage and Derrick Henry's karate chopping people in the throat I will be terrified until then sounds good um, I was just curious 
21 overall. Philly comes in. Water Saver. Yes. Jalen Riker, TCU. Good guy. Th- good guy. Thought that was a bit of a, a bit of a reach there. Uh, with him in the first round, I feel like you probably could have picked him up in the second. Um, yeah. uh, Michael Pittman was still there at this point. I feel like he was a bit of a, Justin a better Jefferson. pick. Justin Ended Jefferson was a better pick here. Personally, I love this pick as a Cowboys fan. Um, I really do. Uh, but I mean, hey, you know, if, if that's their guy at receiver, that's their guy, and they rebuilt their receiving core over the course of the draft and a couple trade and a couple signings recently. So, I mean, their receiving course is actually scary now. Right. Excuse my uh, notifications. Minnesota comes in and they get wide receiver Justin Jefferson. Solid pick, gotta man. Replace, you got to replace Fon Diggs. Yeah, give Kirk Cousins another weapon. Uh, much needed. Adam Thielen is going to be the number one target. So, uh, we'll see how that goes this year. 23rd overall, LA Chargers. Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma. I just feel like the Chargers are just another team that's like stacked with linebackers and outside linebackers and edge rushers and defensive yes. players, but they I mean, can't you're, you're, win football games. <laughs> I mean, in front of this guy, he's going to have uh, Melvin Ingram and uh, Joey Bosa. So, I mean, he can come in and make an impact straight away. They go get their quarterback of the future. They draft a solid linebacker. I mean, incredible first round for the Chargers in their rebuilding uh, rebuilding year. Uh, 24 overall New Orleans take. Offensive lineman Cesar Ruiz. He's a center, I believe. He is. He was, this I was, was the best center in the draft. Yeah, apparently that was a weak point for New Orleans um, last year. Um, uh, and so, I mean, they, they wanted to show Drew Brees that they wanted to really uh, give him every piece possible for – his last couple years, um, and um, they go out. They 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 protect their franchise quarterback. They also did something diff- a little different, possibly for the future of their franchise. We'll talk about that a little bit later. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for it. <laughs> uh, Twenty-five overall, San Francisco takes Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State. I like this guy. He's a he's a good guy, but. Um, I wish he was a little faster than right. he actually is, but I think he'll still like I wanted. I wanted San Francisco to get Henry Ruggs because I felt like they needed that speed guy. Right, right, right. This is still, this is still good though. Oh yeah, good pick. Good pick for sure. Let's they need see. they need somebody else a wide receiver. Ah, twenty six overall. The Green Bay Packers trade up. Dude, to select Jordan Love in the first round of the draft. Oh my gosh! Don't even get me started. Okay, the Packers. We're gonna talk about here. him later. Yeah, we're gonna talk about I'm, him later. I'm but so upset with the Packers at this point. Okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Bad pick. Twenty-seven overall. Seattle takes linebacker Jordan Brooks. I thought that was a bit of a reach. I mean, decent pick, yeah. I guess. Good guy. I mean, but I really felt like he, you could have got him in the second round. To be honest with you, I felt um, like Seattle was kind of all over the place. Yeah, I, draft. I feel like they were a little strange. Yeah, um, me too. I, I, it didn't really make sense to me. I feel like they probably could have gone, you know, corner there. They could have gone uh, uh, somebody else, wide receiver, maybe. Um, because, I mean, think about their wide receiving core last year. It was pretty much injury depleted there at the end. Um, Doug Baldwin retire, retires, and you have Tyler Lockett out for a while. So I really thought they were going to go receiver here. But, I mean, hey, they, they found a linebacker they like, so. Um, I hate this next pick because it's so good. Baltimore comes in, they get Patrick Queen from LSU. 
and I've got people on TV comparing him to Ray Lewis. I, yeah, I don't think he necessarily I... is Ray Lewis, but I do agree that he comes in and he has the like he plays like a Baltimore Raven. Yeah, like he's got what they want. Comes and in, that brings that fire. Soul. Hurts my soul right here. Ravens gonna be good. No, 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 no. Lamar's gonna choke again. Anyway, twenty nine overall. Tennessee Titans come in. We pick up our right tackle Isaiah Wilson. Um, bunch not, of people are hating on it. I was gonna bunch say not a lot of hating on it hard, man. Not a lot of enthusiasm. Like Mel Kiper, Mel Kiper gave us a C plus overall really? rating. Yeah, Pro Football Focus came out and gave their like official overall draft grades. Yeah, and um, at the beginning, you know, like for day two, for day one and two combined, we had a we were like top five. Now they've moved us. We're like a C plus. Oh, geez. Um, and and they they hate the pick. They think he's just a running. Uh, blocker, they think he can't pass block at all because he's so big. I think they're wrong. <laughs> and wasn't this a guy like jumping out of swimming pools? I like, think this was the guy that jumped out of the six or pool. seven feet deep swimming pools. He was jumping clear out of it. Well, my thing is that, like, sure, he's big and he's not as fast. Like, he's 350 pounds, he's not as fast as the is a tackle that's 275 pounds. Right. But he's also, his arms are ginormous. They're, as long as they can, it's going to take longer to get around him. And then if you do get a chance to get around this behemoth, he's just going to reach out and grab you. Um, I don't think necessarily that footwork is always like number one deal. You know, I feel like pro football folks sometimes just looks at specific stats and and throw the red flag on it. It's like player bad because he's not as fast as some of the other ones. But I think the size kind of makes up for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean there. I mean, do you feel like and um do you feel like that the they should have picked a tackle here? Do you feel like they should have gone a different position? Or are you happy with that the other they went? So I feel like here? I feel like what happened is I feel like the run on tackles that we've seen that was going on and like Honestly, just the run on offensive linemen overall made us do this pick because we needed we needed the tackle and we also needed a cornerback. And coming in, you know, we thought it would be more cornerback heavy than it actually was. And so I think the problem was that it ended up being more tackle heavy, like they were coming off the board. So just the draft trend, I think it was like they were like, okay, we have to. There's a better chance of a cornerback falling to us that we want than there is of any of the tackles like falling to us. Gotcha. And I think it was like this is the last tackle in the draft that we like, that we want, and that took him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't have a problem with it. I think it's good. Sweet, 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 sweet. Um, look at you lagging what a little you bit. Think, I mean, I think it was. I mean, I think it's a good pick. I think I agree with you as far as the whole draft trend stuff. I know you guys really wanted digs or maybe some of the corners, um, but uh, you know, got to be able to get your tackle. If you're going to get a tackle at all, you weren't going to get a really good one later on in the draft. So, um, I agree with you th- uh, from that standpoint, especially because you lost Jack Conklin. So, had to go. I just remember, like the Titans led the league in what was it like sacks per passing attempt. We led the league in that last year. Like we got sacked yes. more percentage-wise mm-hmm. 
So I need a line. I need an offensive line, Jackson. I know, I know, and I can see. Finally, the, the connection is cleared up a little bit, so I can I can see your your face moving around. And I can see the animations. It's lovely. It's a good time. Honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I think it's 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 got to be on your side because on my side everything is crystal clear. Like your face okay. is perfect. Oh, well, thank so you. So it might. Yeah, yeah, you looking good, Jack. You looking good today, buddy. Yeah, you kind of clean up the hair for a little fresh bit. cut. A little fresh. Ooh, look at you. Know, you. We're oh. looking good. Thirty overall. Miami comes in. Three first round picks. That's absurd. They got, I'm going to butcher this guy's name bad. They got the cornerback from Auburn. And his <laughs> name is like Noah. Noah Igbenogi. <laughs> I don't so know. I don't know what this man's last name is. I'll be honest. All right. It's like 16 syllables too long. And I need some help if I'm expected to read this. Help. <laughs> Hell, um, I thought this was a reach because Diggs was there. I didn't think this guy was as good as Diggs or Kristen Fulton. <sighs> I'm so happy that Diggs fell. Or Jeff Gladney. And Jeff Gladney comes off the board next. Jeff Gladney goes to Minnesota. And Minnesota's probably just sitting there thinking that they have just got to steal. Anywho. Oh, yeah. Last pick Absolutely. of the first round, Mr. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated this pick. Kansas City takes Clyde Edwards-Lair. I love Clyde. I loved watching him at LSU. Yeah. He made some big plays. I thought he was awesome. I hate this pick of him to the Chiefs in the first round. Yeah, I feel like you could have fell to the second round and got him. Um, I mean, I guess I think it's too slow for them. Yeah, well, I mean, you, I mean, you, I mean, what? You, hold on, they picked, they have their halfback, right? They got Damian Williams, okay, and he arguably yeah. was the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl MVP. MVP. That's that was our pick for the In MVP. My book, yes. Yeah, I mean, they they gave it to Mahomes because you know, storyline, whatever. But he was the super, arguably the Super Bowl MVP. And so you're going to take a running back in the first round? Feels like a bit of a reach to me. Feel like they could have gone in a different direction. Um, right. It's like if you talk about the weaknesses for the Kansas City last year, defense. So I'm really surprised they did not spend their first round pick on defense at all. So they must have really liked this this running back. Had to have. I mean, I feel like they should have gone like corner. Or yeah. safety even there? Corner or safety? I mean, it's, I mean, who do you have in a backup? You got LaShawn McCoy. He's still got like a, a year or two left. Right? So it's, I, I, it's not like you need a – it's not like you even need a backup halfback. So that's why I was really confused. But, I mean so, – So since we're, you know, since we're talking like about if we like some of these picks or not, I want to look yeah. at overall classes for some of these teams, right? Okay. Yeah, let's look at them. Um – so since we're yeah, since we're saying we don't like the Chiefs, let's I'll start off. I want to do our the five drafts draft classes we did not like. All right. We did not. Okay. Yeah, didn't like. I hated the Raiders. I felt like the Ra- the Raiders were crazy. They were all over the place. I felt like I thought the Raiders reached last year on their picks. There's something about Gruden when he just he wants someone, he it's like he's so terrified someone's gonna take him, he just goes get him. Yeah, and I understand that. But I feel like you got to try to be a little smarter. And and I agree with you. I have the Raiders on my list as well. And, you know, you traded key guys like 
Amari Cooper, and Khalil Mack out of your franchise to get these picks. And I feel like what they got out of these picks isn't near enough in what they traded mm-hmm. for them. Like, they didn't get the same kind of value out of a Khalil Mack, who is arguably the best defensive player in football, or Amari Cooper, right. you know, arguably the best route runner in football right now. So mm-hmm. um, I felt like they didn't do very well with their picks. So they, they, landed on my, they landed on my list as well. If I drafts, I don't like. I was really surprised by that by Gruden. Um. All right. I I didn't like the Bills. Okay. Okay. So I didn't like the Bills because they drafted a halfback. I didn't think they needed to do that. They drafted a quarterback. I didn't think they needed to do that. Um. I like. They took they took some defensive studs. I like that, you know. But mm-hmm. I would have liked to see some more help on the offensive side than the defensive side, considering their defense was awesome last year. But I guess right. I understand considering I believe their head coach is like defensively yeah. oriented. Yeah, he he has like he's known for his defensive schemes and his defensive prominence. He's like he's he's geared that way. Um Yeah. I didn't I didn't like drafting a backup quarterback as early as they did. Right, right, right. It felt kinda weird. Um Anyway, speaking of that, uh, a team I did not like in the draft, and this is surprising to me because usually I like Pete Carroll's drafts, is Seattle. I felt like they were kind of all over the place. Uh, linebacker Jordan Brooks, arguably the biggest reach of the draft, um, grabbing him there at 27. Um, they also don't draft any wide receiver help for a depleted or not depleted, an injury depleted um, wide receiving core at the end of the year. They don't give uh, Russell Wilson any more help there. I know they went in the first round last year, DK Metcalf. He's going to be a good wide receiver again. They have Tyler Lockett out there, but Tyler Lockett getting hurt last year. Is he going to be injury prone again? I feel like they could have really built some depth at that position, especially picking at 27. You know, um, there were still some good picks there, I felt like. So. I don't know. I feel like they were just kind of all over the place. And um, they also moved up in the second round to grab uh, uh, Tennessee player uh, Daryl Taylor, who probably would have been there in the third or fourth. Um, so I feel like they reached that for him. That was a big surprise. Yeah. So yep. I, uh, anyway, Seattle, was, I don't often say this, but I didn't like Pete Carroll's draft this year. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I know I've said this multiple times on this show, but I love listening to that the ESPN uh, ESPN radio show, Jared and the GM, because it's the ex GM of the Titans. Yes, and he was talking about the Seahawks drafts, and he was, and he said he didn't really like it, but he said he tended not to, and he said that it was like they just drafted like like they made some strange picks, right? Right, like some picks that you would often argue against, and they bring these guys in, and they just coach them up and then they end up being good players he said and it's worked for them but you can't like like he's like you're never it's like he's like it's like you're never gonna like their draft but somehow it works yeah, like when they Russell drafted Wilson's why it works. Let's right. be honest. Yeah, like <laughs> and they drafted Russell Wilson in the fourth or fifth round, um, or on the decade, and worked out. Drafted Camp Chancellor, worked out. <laughs> so, um, I mean, hey, they have a. I, I like their coaching. I like their scheme, and I think they're going to be a really dangerous team this year. But it just seemed a little odd. So I felt like they were they were kind of everywhere too. Um, next team I didn't like was the Eagles. Same. Because obviously, they took a quarterback. 
Yeah. And, so and, early. And Zach, we know you're listening. Okay. Yeah. Carson Wentz washed. Okay. Overrated. Look, look, Carson Wentz is overrated. That is a fact. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they needed to draft Jalen Hurts in the second round. Correct. Confusion. He would have been there in the third. Probably. And even then, I think you can get... I mean, if you're just getting a backup quarterback, Jake Fromm went in the fifth round or something like that. So I think that would have been okay. Yeah. I, again, I feel like, you know, okay, so here's the thing. In terms of, like, when I'm looking at drafts, I'm like, okay, what all do they get? It's like, yeah, I did not like the Eagles drafting the way they did, right? I feel like their wide receiver they took in the first round, they could have got him a little bit later, could have picked a different one, you know, could have picked a Brandon Ayuk or somebody different. Um, drafting a quarterback in the second round, very odd to me. However, as a Cowboy fan, I love their draft because it felt like they didn't really hit on a lot of their players. And I could come back to eat those words. That is very possible. <laughs> Rager could just torch us, man. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't like the Eagles draft either. Although, as a Cowboy, from a Cowboys perspective, I did. Um, another one I didn't like was the Chiefs. I said that already. Same. They're all I, over the I place. I didn't know what was going on. What was going on with their running back that they got in the first round. I mean, they're here, there, and everywhere. I didn't like the Chiefs. And then the last either. one. The last one that I feel like you're going to take the reins on because you're a little upset is I hated the Packers. Yes, absolutely. You have the floor, Mr. Jackson. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay, I don't know. First of all, you have a Super Bowl champion and MVP at quarterback. Okay? You have Aaron Rodgers, a.k.a. the bad man. Okay? All right? Discount, double check, and all. Aaron Rodgers has carried you and this franchise for the past 10 years. That's just facts, okay? He was rated the arguably the number one quarterback in the 2005 draft where you selected him, right? But he fell to you at 24. Now, I'm going to compliment you for this because he was the number one quarter, arguably the number one quarterback that fell to you at 24. You selected him, okay? Because when you have an opportunity to get somebody like that, at 24, much like CeeDee Lamb for us at 17, you take him. But when you trade up to 24, after you already have a franchise quarterback, which, by the way, you have not drafted a single offensive weapon since you drafted Aaron Rodgers all the way back in 20, 2005, you don't give him any weapons. You go and draft Jordan Love, who that signals to me, and I'm sure it signals to Aaron Rodgers, as his replacement, you have and put, traded up. You and traded up. That's what I'm saying. You traded up for Jordan Love to be Aaron Rodgers' replacement. You're already thinking about years without Aaron Rodgers. You put him on the clock, and I don't understand why. He's got a good two to three years left. You haven't ever drafted him a weapon in the first round. You know how many touchdowns he's ever thrown to a first round pick? Ever? One. Like sixteen. Oh. One. <laughs> The only touchdown he's ever thrown to a first-round pick was last year, Mercedes Lewis. Mm. That's it in his entire career, right? And he is arguably one of the most prolific passers, if not one of the most purest passers we've ever seen in this game. And I feel like that if Hedy had, had the proper weapons over the past couple, over the past 15 years, right? If you had drafted a couple big-time offensive weapons or signed him some offensive weapons in free agency. 
he'd be considered one of like one of the best ever. He already is. He has one ring, but he already is considered one of the best ever just because he's. I mean, his passes are some of the most purest you've ever seen. Right, making Hall of Fame. He's he's gonna make the Hall of Fame. Period. Right. So, I'm sad. I'm upset. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I've I've heard this debate several times recently over the past couple of days. I'm inclined to agree. I asked for a trade. What? I asked for a trade. I go somewhere else. Right now? Right now. Why why do I want to stay with an organization and a team who clearly doesn't believe in me? So look, so here's here's my So I feel like your main your main thing is they drafted a quarterback when they've got that bad man Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, why? So I don't have as big of a problem with it because he's the same age as Brett Favre was when they drafted Aaron Rodgers, right? I have okay. Let me put it this and way. And he sat on the bench. I wouldn't have a problem if they if he had if Jordan Love had fell to them, which considering the the trending of this draft, he would have anyway. I have a problem if they traded up to get him. Right. So apparently there were rumors um, that Matt Lafleur wanted Cresson. him that bad, like he wanted him. So that like they went into the draft and he was saying he was going to do whatever he could to get that guy. Yeah. So you get him, and some people are comparing him to Patrick Mahomes, and I'm sure that that has a certain allure to it. But I don't have a problem with planning for your future that may or may not contain Aaron Rodgers. Later on, like let's just say he's their backup and he comes in and he plays good, and you can trade him for some awesome first round draft picks later on, and it ends up being a really good flip in the future. And Aaron Rodgers stays your guy. Whatever, right? My problem is that you were in the NFC Championship last year. And Good point. you're one win away from the Super Bowl. Yes. And you can argue that the only thing your team needs is some wide receivers. <laughs> yes. Devontae Adams had injuries last year. He had a he had a whole issue with his with his foot, right? Other than Devontae Adams, who do they have? Right? You find a running back last year. You find one. Excellent. Fantastic, right? One of the surprise fantasy sleepers of of last year, right? If not the biggest fantasy sleeper from last year. And your defense is young, and it is versatile, and it it was top 10, especially towards the end of the year. So why not give your Hall of Fame quarterback franchise guy a weapon why but Jackson they drafted a tight end (laughs) I'm sick and tired they I cannot believe so they actually they literally took a quarterback and then they took a tight end dude blows my mind Aaron Rodgers can go win a ring with somebody else right now um in terms of the him asking for a trade I feel like that's harsh like he was just in the NFC Championship. Yeah, but I've heard some. There's been some reports coming out that Matt Lafleur, like he doesn't like Rodgers. Like he he did this trade as a signal to Rodgers, like, hey, your time's running out. We don't see eye to eye. Yeah, but those reports didn't come out until Jordan Love got drafted by him. Like, like yeah. it it wasn't a thing. Like all year, people were like, they've got a great relationship. But now, all of a sudden, they've got a bad relationship. We don't know what kind of relationship they got. People just like to start crap, and it's just speculation, which we love. We love speculation because that gives us stuff to talk about on here. But I don't think you 
put your job in jeopardy, your franchise in jeopardy over a bad relationship you have with your franchise quarterback who just took you to the NFC Championship. I, I think it's got to be that he fell in love with him. He thinks he's the next Patrick Mahomes, and he has it stuck in his head that he wants to be that guy. Because look, 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 this thing about Matt LaFleur, okay? His whole coaching career, it seems like he's just, he's had like these little idols that he wants to mirror, all right? Okay. He's with Sean McVay. And and then he comes to the Titans and he wants to be he wants to be Sean McVay. He wants to have that kind of offense. He tries to he tries to run that with the completely wrong weapons at Tennessee and it obviously does not work and he makes some terrible play calling and somehow he gets a head coaching job. Right. And now this guy who never should have got the job has just drafted a quarterback and has pissed off your franchise quarterback that just took you to the NFC championship. That's what I'm saying. And you're just and so it's just like so why should Aaron Rodgers want to stick with that because his time is running out on his like his window to win the championship is running out so why would you want to stay where's he going to go where he has a better chance than at Green Bay still even though he has no weapons right now I mean I feel like he could make a good case with the Chargers Better than I, feel Green like, Bay? I, I feel like they have um, maybe not rather than Green Bay, but I feel like there are like Philip Rivers choked a lot of games last year. And I feel like if you have Aaron Rodgers, you add him to that offense with Keenan Allen, you keep Hunter Henry, you have Mike Williams, you just drafted some stud defensive players. I feel like you make a run at the it. Chargers I feel like he's got Herbert though. Yeah, but they're going to start Tyrod Taylor this year over him anyway. Until he sucks and Herbert comes out like week six and starts. Right. But if you have Rodgers for two years and then you put in Herbert, you're good. From a Chargers mm. perspective, you go into win now mode. It just depends on what they want to do. Right. If Phillip Rivers wasn't in Indy, I could say the Rodgers going to Indy. They won't trade him. They won't they, trade him because they want to they want to follow the Green Bay plan like they did with Brett Favre. They want to wait three years. Yeah, but and if then, I'm but if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I am I'm pissed off if I'm Aaron Rodgers, bro. Upset. Instead of well, giving Aaron me a Rogers, we- instead of giving me a weapon, you give me Jordan Love. Well, Aaron Rodgers is kind of a diva. He's kind of that crybaby that that would start some stuff. Yeah. That would that would go in and like threaten to do some stuff. Maybe threaten to ruin some lives. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe threaten. I don't. For a trade. I don't think there's going to be. I don't think there's going to be any trade or anything. And but he should consider asking that, for one. Yeah, honestly, I think I think Matt Lafleur just fell in love with him. And back to the idolizing thing, I think, like I said about the Sean McVay deal, after watching the Super Bowl last year and then seeing Jordan Love and seeing Patrick Mahomes, he just falls in. He falls in love with the idea of having mm-hmm. his own Patrick Mahomes, and that's not possible. But. That's what he's. I think that's what he's trying to do. I think so too. I think so too. Send this back. Um. Anywho, is that all you got about about the Packers? <laughs> yeah, I know you all, were fired up for it, dude. That's all I got about the Packers. I'm mad if I'm if I'm Aaron Rodgers. I um, take that as a sign that they, you know, they're ready to kind of move on. Uh, whatever statement that they say and. You know, that's probably going to... And like you said, Aaron Rodgers is that type of guy to go out there and uh, 
start messing with some stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised can if you, maybe he asked for a trade. Can you really be mad at your franchise, though, for planning for the future? That's like different that. than, this is different than just planning for the future. This pick at, at round one, this early trading up for him is... They did the same thing to Brett Favre. No. Like, he knows he, about fell, this. He fell to them. Of okay. course you take him. He doesn't, they didn't fall to him. They traded up to go get him. That's different. It's way I don't different. Think that, I don't think it's like, oh, it's way more disrespectful now because they traded up to get him. I it's think it's wild that they traded up to get Jordan Love. It's disrespectful when you don't when you don't get a first round weapon for him for 15 years, and then you just draft his replacement. That's disrespectful. I mean, I think that's disrespectful, but I don't think drafting his replacement is disrespectful. Planning for the future. We have a disagreement here, but what's I, disrespectful is that they didn't draft a wide receiver in the second round or the first. I mean, who else? Who else was really left there? Like Justin Jefferson? Heck yeah, I take Justin Jefferson. I mean, he's good, but he's not going to change your team. I don't think. I might be wrong. I think some people have been a little high on him. Right, but but still, like you got you got to give this man some help, man. Help! Help! He's been screaming help for fifteen years. Well, look, I want to. I'm going to ask you some questions, Mister Jackson. You gonna have to answer. You ready? Ooh, I like questions. Best pick in the draft. The best pick in the draft, CeeDee Lamb at 17. Yeah, I agree. CeeDee Lamb, Cowboys, dude fell to him. They took the best player. What else can you say? Just turns out the easiest pick in the draft was also the best. Correct. Um, <laughs> all right, worst Absolutely. pick in the draft. The worst pick in the draft I have with uh, Seattle and Seattle they draft I mentioned this earlier on the show they draft linebacker Jordan Brooks at 27 uh, from Texas Tech I feel like it was a reach but they could have got him somewhere else so my worst pick is the Eagles taking Jalen Hurts oh I thought we were just doing I thought we were doing first round I got you yeah Jalen Hurts in the second I I just I just went with the whole with the whole draft I thought that was wild bro yeah Absolutely insane. Uh, most surprising pick. Giants taking Andrew Thomas at four when you have Isaiah Simmons available. I thought the Jordan Love, trading up to get Jordan Love was the most surprising. Did not, never, Should never in my brain did I dream that they would trade up to get a quarterback. Not because of the disrespect towards Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers did too. Didn't dream of it. The reason I didn't think that is because I felt like they needed to add more weapons to win a Super Bowl. Even if they would have taken a defensive guy there, I would have been more fine than this. Agreed. They didn't. They didn't. Sad. Um. So a little more on the on the draft talk, Mr. Jackson. Uh, we were talking about trades a little bit, but there weren't really a lot of trades. So I want to. I don't know what your thoughts are on like maybe why there weren't a lot of trades in this draft because if you look at like past drafts like sometimes you feel like or and you hear teams talk about it it's like the phone was going off the hook for this pick da 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 and I just felt like in this draft it wasn't a big deal and even if you hear like some GMs talk about it they were like it got to our pick like the Titans were like it got to our pick and no one wanted it that was basically it like they had talked to some people a little bit and tried to fill some things out the day before and nothing, nothing happened. 
Yeah. They didn't really have any offers. I mean, it's, like you said, I feel like it was a scouts draft this year. You know, the whole virtual uh, component you add that into with these, with the head coaches and um, with the owners, uh, not getting to meet these guys face to face. They couldn't really fall in love with a guy with who was in their office talking to him, and really feel like that they needed to go out and get him. So they're gonna. Tr- I mean, they're gonna do what they have to do. They're gonna trust their scouts. Um, I was super happy with uh, the Cowboy scout Will McClay. Um, who uh, heard from Mike McCarthy. Uh, Mike McCarthy told him, he said, um, player over scheme. Draft the best player. This is That's what we want to go for. Give us the best players that you got for our draft board. And so he said that really resonated with him. And so that's what he did. He put the best draft put the best players that he could find that he could scout on the board and Jerry and Mike trusted that. And so, um, which I think shows a lot coming in from a first year head coach, trusting his scouts like that, um, that we're going to go with the best players that you guys think are available and agree with. So, um, I just think the virtual component, you know, not being able to travel, not being able to uh, work out with the guys one-on-one had a lot to do with it. So you you just got to trust that your scouting department knows what they're doing in that sense. So, um, and nobody, I don't feel like anybody really wanted to take a lot of risks um, with messing up a trade and um, not being there directly. So um, that's kind of why I feel like there's, there wasn't a whole lot of trades. So, I think that, uh, I think that, like, so I've heard, like, the GM of the Titans came out, and and, um, I think he actually said that he thought they had more information on players than they usually do. Okay. Um, I don't think there was that, since you didn't get to really meet the players in person, I don't think any teams had that infatuation with someone. Right. Where it was like, we love this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's our guy. Like obviously, right. obviously some did. <clears throat> Packers. <laughs> uh, but I don't. I don't think it was like it usually is. Like they meet someone in person and just hit it. Hit it off off the bat, and then Jerry comes in there and he's standing on the table and he's like, "You're gonna get this player. I don't yeah. care when you have to take him. What you have to do. Like we're getting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so. Uh, I, I think I think COVID hurt us when it came to draft day drama because we didn't we didn't really get as much. Although I will say, speaking of draft day drama, Mister Jackson, yeah, 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 was that not the saddest draft you've ever watched in your life, dude? Oh my gosh, felt like it was. I, they need to they need to tone back the sadness, man. I was getting depressed sitting here watching these first round draft picks. At times, this I had supposed to be it. the happiest time of their life, man, and I was out here just. Dude, yeah, so it was like, like every time I got Zach in my ear while we were watching, every time he's like, "Oh, that's unfortunate." Oh, yeah. that's sad. <laughs> yeah, it's like, good lord, they're really playing up the drama here, man. Oh my gosh, like there wasn't a lot of trades and buzz going around, so you had to generate something, I guess. Yeah, it was, it was, it was quite sad at times. I had to mute it and just and just watch like that because I was <laughs> start starting to get a little teary eyed here in some of these stories. But I mean, it just shows you kind of. Uh, the perseverance and dedication that a lot of these guys and athletes have had. Like this was one of the deepest drafts I can remember. Um, and I said this on hometown heroes before, but uh, Jerry said that uh, he hasn't felt as good about a draft um, 
that they've had since 2005 when they got Marcus Spears and um, Demarcus Ware in the first round. Will C.D. Lamb fail in your lap? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. We haven't felt this good about the draft in a long time. We're feeling real good. Yeah. We address yeah. a lot of needs, too. I think we've covered the draft stuff, Mr. Jackson. We have? We're not going to give almost... our five that we liked? Oh, we skipped the five that we like. I'm sorry. I was just, just following your lead, bud. I'm just here. That's I'm my bad. You. My bad. Okay. Okay. Five five draft classes we did like. I can't. Sorry. I just completely read over all my notes, man. Uh, we're good. We're chilling. All right. All right. Obviously, the Cowboys. Obviously. I mean, when you get Lamb, like Lamb I'll say I'll say just like just a couple sentences. We get Lamb at 17, right? He was valued as the number six overall player for pro football for focus. Diggs, he was valued at number 31 overall player for pro football focus. We get him at 50 for at 51st pick, second round. He falls all the way to us. Thank you. By the way, we uh, Jerry Jones projected it was a 1% chance that Diggs was going to fall to us in the second round, and he did. Love it. Uh, we talked about him going in the first round to the Titans in our mock draft. Finally, we get uh, Neville Gallimore drafted at the 51 51st best overall player uh, and we get we draft him at 83 so very happy especially with our first three rounds we go get a corn fed center out of Wisconsin in like fifth round all right we get a stud okay um, we we drafted two cornerbacks who we think can come in and play right away we're thinking of moving uh, one of our corners back to safety where he kind of originally played like in high school. So I don't know. There's some different things that we can move around with this draft. I got I gotta stop. It's saying hometown heroes, but <laughs> I like I like the Cowboys draft. Um the second one I liked was the Titans. Yeah. Everyone's hating on it, but I felt like when you looked at if you look at the team and you look at the amount of draft picks that we actually had, because we didn't have a lot, I feel like that's one reason our grade's not as high to a lot of people. Um I mean, if you look at it, we got the future starting right tackle. So yes. the offensive line is now solidified. Right. Just huge. We got, yeah, we got Kristen Fulton. Fell, fell to us, honestly. Steel. He, one of Absolute the best cornerbacks. Yeah, one of the best cornerbacks in college football. Like, mm-hmm. and if you go and you look, I know a lot of people have problems with the. Uh, the failed drug test thing. So what? this is what happened, Jackson. So I got to hear the story of what happened. Lay it on me. Apparently what happened is he, I guess, had been, he'd either been around weed or he had smoked weed. Right. All right. And he didn't know that at LSU, you're actually allowed to fail one. If you come, fr- if you come up front and tell them like, Hey, I smoked some weed this weekend. I'm about to fail this drug test, you know? Oh, okay. They give you yeah. they give you a freebie. He didn't know that. So instead he had someone else try to try to take the drug test for him. Try to use their urine. He yeah. failed he got caught. He failed the test. And he got suspended for a year. Dang. But I thought that was funny that because he so he actually told him that he was just around it. And so it's like, so you were just around someone that smoked weed. Hmm. So you went as far as to have someone else try to fake your drug test for you. Hmm. Apparently he's changed now. And it made him miss football I'll, even I'll more. I'll tell you what, so, man. If Diggs wasn't there, 
we were taking Fulton. Absolutely. Probably. If Diggs I feel like there. Yeah, I feel like he was a first round player that fell because of the whole drug test thing. Yeah. And I'm not really worried about him in our locker room being a problem. So Right, right, right. Super excited about that. We got our halfback that we needed. I feel like if you look at the team, we drafted for what we needed. Next team I liked, 49ers. Absolutely. 16 gazillion trades. They did some they, awesome maneuvering. They were the draft trade drama. Or draft they come drama out, trade. Yeah. Yeah, they come out with a tackle that replaces their tackle that just retired. Buckner. Or, well, yeah, the other tackle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they get Trent Williams from the Redskins. So I'm happy. I'm that as part of their draft. Can I just say, I'm so happy for Trent Williams, by the way. After that story that we read last last year on, uh, I forget which episode, but his whole encounter with the Washington Redskins and him wanting to play mm-hmm. and him battling you know, his tribulations and stuff, I'm very happy he ended up on a contender um, and that he's able to go in and play and, and play straight away. That makes me so happy. My heart warms for that guy. Incredible story. Yeah, yeah. Um. They got the replacement. They got Ken Law to come in and replace their boy, uh, DeForest Buckner. They got a wide receiver. I just feel like they did everything they needed to do. Yeah. 49ers, solid. Yeah. Uh, Next up, I got the Ravens. I mean, they got another halfback to come in that's going to help them. They just, they got a wide receiver. They get their linebacker. I got a linebacker who apparently, like we said before, is kind of like Ray Lewis. So if you get even a mention of Ray Lewis in your comparison at all, I mean, you got to be one phenomenal player to even get his name mentioned or anywhere close to yours. So um, solid. Lastly, I got the Vikings because they had like 14 draft picks. Oh, dude. Yeah. They addressed all kinds of needs. Yes. They did a lot of stuff. So. You can't you can't have a bad draft when you got fourteen picks. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> I think they uh, be very surprised they're not a playoff team. All right, so I got a couple different teams from you, so I'm, I'm glad that we kind of changed this up a bit. Obviously, I have Wait, Dallas. No. I already spoke on them. Next, I have Jacksonville. Um, I like their draft yeah. because, uh, especially for the first round, you get Jeff Henderson and you get Clavon Chassian in the first round, two defensive studs that can come in straight away uh, and help your team. I know you're in complete rebuilding mode. I am sick and tired of Gardner Minshew and his mustache. It's really surprised they didn't take a quarterback early. That's my only kind of uh, negative with them in their draft. But they 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 get this guy from Colorado. Did a little bit of research on him. His name is Lavisca Chenault. Okay, I think I probably butchered him. Yeah, wide receiver, Colorado. He's big and very physical. He's broken 44 tackles since the 2018 season, which is the most in college football uh, since that time. Um, and he just can kind of go up and, and, and grab that ball and uh, give them a little bit of help. They lost. Um, Excuse me. They lost uh, Marquise Goodwin, I believe, uh, in in free agency. So, um, or some wide receiver. Anyway, but so helps them out. And so I think I like Jacksonville's draft as well. Uh, Tampa Bay, like Tampa Bay's draft. They go in and they show Tom Brady that uh, that they're willing to go get a tackle for him if they only trade up one spot. Tristan Warfs, they grab him out of Iowa. Corn fed. Okay, that's the best kind. Uh, they also get safety Antoine Winfield Jr. Uh, and well as a big time steal. Okay, so pro football focus, they rank this wide receiver Tyler Johnson at 48. Um, and the... Uh, 
in Tampa Bay, the rich get richer. They drafted him at 161. Um, so apparently he's amazing at creating separation and uh, has a, a big time rating with high contested catches. So you already got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, OJ Howard, Tom Brady, and Gronk. And we're going to go ahead and get uh, a steal at the wide receiver spot. And they um, got him a halfback. And they got him a halfback. Love Tampa Bay's. Also like the Broncos. Uh, drafted Jerry Judy and uh, KG Hamler, right? Addressed addressed their big time need for wide receiver in the first two rounds. Um, also addressing some needs at corner and offensive line later on in the draft. So uh, liking what they're doing with with Denver, moving in the proper direction. Lastly, the Cardinals, man. When you get Isaiah Simmons at eight, that's absolutely absurd, right? They they draft offensive tackle Josh Jones. I know you were talking about him earlier in the draft. He fell to them at 72. You and me both had him going, I think, in the first 20 picks or something like that in the first round. Um, he falls to 72. Solid pickup uh, for protection for Kylo Murray. Uh, they also address some D-line with Levy Fotu from Utah and uh, Rashard Lewis from uh, LSU. So uh, address some big needs there. So I I like those drafts. I thought they did really well. <clears throat> Marquise Lee. The Titans in there, Jack. It was Marquise Lee, not Marquise Goodwin. Good God. Goodwin was a niner. It's Marquise Lee. Excuse me. From Jacksonville. I remembered it now. What a guy. Anywho, speaking of, you know, some players that have changed places, we got to yes. talk about... A Sir Jameis Winston has signed with the Saints for the cheap. The cheap, cheap. Like a million with like up to three million in incentives or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Absolute steal for the Saints. So like what I want to know, Jackson, is um, so he came out and he said that he took a pay cut because he wanted to learn from Drew Brees, right? Smart guy. And from this and from Sean Payton, the coach. Mm-hmm. So I want to know, like, what what does that show you from Jameis Winston that he was willing to take that big of a pay cut? I think it show. I mean, this whole Tom Brady thing, I think really showed him that he was expendable, that he has a lot to work on. I mean, what, what did he lead the league in passing yards, uh, or he was up there as top three, um, but he also led the league in interceptions, so he has a lot to learn. So I feel like he kind of, you know, he. He came in as number one pick for Tampa Bay several years ago in the same class as Mariota. Um, didn't live up to expectations. Um, he had a better year last year, but obviously not the best. Um, and he, you know, left, ends up leaving his kind of hometown team. And I feel like he kind of is reevaluating his career and wants to learn from the best to do it. Uh, who better to learn from than Drew Brees and Sean Payton? I mean, if they can do what they did for Teddy Bridgewater, he's kind of following that model. Yes, they went and grabbed Taysom Hill as well to kind of keep him in that offense with that Wildcat. But. I mean, if Breeze goes down, Jameis Winston has an opportunity to play immediately. He's they get a big time steal with the uh, the money they're able to give him, and he's proved that he could be a starter in this league. And so, if you can kind of develop Winston over the next year or two, and he's willing to come in and learn and take it, um, while at the same time keeping the best quarterback your franchise has ever seen, win win for the Saints. So, um, yeah, really happy. With um, that. Just to. To build on what you, some of the stuff you already said, mm-hmm. uh, I definitely think that this is going to be good for him. Um, he came out and he has actually had laser eye surgery. So yeah, I saw that. 
my man can read road signs and license plates now. So he's moving up in the world, yeah, right? <laughs> he probably, he's like, I thought I threw it to number 13, throwing it to number yeah, 31. It's wild. You know, it looked like he wasn't, that's, it's not quite where he was. Um, but anyway, so I thought that was funny. Um, but I definitely think it shows that uh, he wants to learn that, you know, he took, he had the opportunity to go somewhere and fight for a starting job, I believe. Absolutely. And instead he decided to come and learn from one of the goats right definitely and hall of famer automatic i think it's him looking at the future of his career and trying to put the future ahead of the now yes it's incredibly smart So maybe a little maturity on james winston's part absolutely good signs only good signs yeah which is something pretty much everyone can agree like he's had a problem with i think now now that we see this and he's willing to come and take a pay cut and learn from um some better people he's also has the smarts and the wherewithal to understand that this happened with teddy bridgewater bridgewater had a horrific knee injury he goes in and fights for a backup spot comes to new orleans they revitalize his career um and now he's a starter in carolina maybe the same thing could happen for him um, he can learn a lot which from Sean Payton and from Drew Brees, both alike. They're going to teach him how to win. They're going to teach him how to practice, how to prepare. Um, I feel like Winston really would have benefited coming into the league and waiting and being a backup for a year and learn how to be a pro first. Um, so I think this is going to help. So really good things. So you brought up uh, Taysom Hill. I did. They resigned. So Taysom Hill signed a two-year, $21 million deal. Mm-hmm. All right, so he's getting ten and a half a year. I want to know what this says about Taysom Hill. The fact that the Saints literally went and got a backup quarterback. So that Mm -hmm. means they went out of their way to talk to Jameis Winston about being a backup. In my head, they have no faith in the backup quarterback who they're paying $10.5 million. Right. And that makes no sense. You're paying $10.5 million for a third-string quarterback and a little gadget guy that runs around and does some random stuff. But I don't think he does $10 million worth of stuff. Right. They're paying that gadget. They're paying for that gadget player. They're not paying for that third-string quarterback. They don't expect him to come in and be a quarterback. Taysom Hill has been quite vocal that he wants to come in and compete for a starting job as a quarterback. He feels like he could do it. He feels like he can show... He's been showing all the different talents that he possesses. I mean, he can go out, he can catch the ball, he could run the ball, he's big, he's physical. Um, But the Saints realize that they have had quite a lot of success using Taysom Hill in their offense for some different schemes and different looks and different matchups that they can have. And they get a lot of big plays out of it. So is it worth 10 million? I don't know. I feel like if you com- uh, if you combine the the salary for Winston and for uh, Hill, what's that? Twelve million, you know, give or take eleven to twelve million. Um, is that about what you would pay for a backup? I don't know. Maybe that's a tad expensive, but because of the way they're able to make the cap work, and because of the firepower that he brings and versatility, why not? But then, you, but you are right. They don't believe in Taysom Hill as a backup, unless they would have just kept him. I think it's just wild to pay. And not sign Winston. So like he's not he's your third string quarterback. Yes. And you're like there are wide receivers that are 
that do the stuff Taysom Hill does better than he does it at a cheaper price. Blows yeah, but my it, mind. But he comes in and he, whenever, every time you see this guy enter the field, you know either something wacky and crazy is about to happen or he just brings that versatility. You can do wide receiver passes with him. You could do end around fakes, runs with him. You can do – he just allows you to really open up that playbook. And for what we know from Sean Payton is he loves opening up the playbook. It's just another tool in their arsenal. And if they weren't going to go out and sign somebody big, you know, I mean, it's it's been working for the past several years. I know right. it's crazy, I think, but – I just think it's wild for, for a team that is in cap trouble to pay – that much for that guy. They must really like what he brings on offense, yeah. Um, and Taysom Hill came back because obviously no one else was going to pay him that much. Abs- yeah, absolutely not. Like no, no one else going to pay him that much, and he wanted to be a quarterback. Because they don't believe in him as a backup quarterback, or even or even a starter, as all the other stuff. I don't think. Uh, so. It is time to move on to Take It or Leave It. Ooh, it's my Jackson. favorite part, baby. Let's get it. Your favorite yeah, part. Yeah, 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 All right, yeah, yeah, for those yeah. that don't know, Take It or Leave It segment we do every week. I present Jackson with about five statements. He says, takes it, leaves it, explains why. It's a good time. It's literally he my favorite it. part. It's so He fun. doesn't know any of this stuff that I'm going to say. So, him, 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 him. <clears throat> Take It or Leave It, Mr. Jackson. Uh, Andy Dalton. So, you know, Andy Dalton got released. Yeah. Right. Everyone knows. Andy Dalton got released from the Bengals. Um, rumors are that he signs with the Jacksonville Jaguars because their offensive coordinator is apparently Jay Gruden, who used to work with Andy Dalton. Interesting. Take it or leave it that the Jacksonville Jaguars sign Andy Dalton. I feel like you take it because I can't honestly believe but here's the thing i can and i can't i can believe that the jacksonville jaguars would stick with garner Minshew, Minshew mania and try and sell mustaches i i can believe it <laughs> because of like like you said before bad management bad ownership they constantly make the same mistakes i can believe it but at the same time i can't because you're an nfl team right you want to win right you're right, not going to win right. with Minshew Mania. It's just not going to happen. It's a little spur of the thing that happens every couple of seasons. Some guy goes crazy who's unknown, and people go crazy over him. Anyway, mm, if you want to be serious, you go out and you get you a starter. Andy Dalton has proved he can start in this league. I know it didn't work out with Cincinnati, but he's had good years with them before. You got to give him some right, weapons. Right, right. You got to give him some tools around him. And uh, I feel like, and he's looking for a, a fresh start as well. Why not move to Florida and go start for the Jaguars? It's a no-brainer for me. Unless they feel like they can get Cam Newton. I feel like it's the only place. I mean, it really makes sense. I'm going to take it too because yeah. they need him. Bring some competition in, even if even if you bring him in and you tell Minshew that he's going to be a backup or that Minshew's going to be the starter, but that the other guy's coming in to be the backup. Right. Andy Dalton's coming. Andy Dalton's coming um, in the backup, but he's going to compete for your job. So yeah. work over so this. I'm going to take it because I think it fits. I think it's so cool. too. I don't see any other place that fits him better. Both teams um, get a fresh start. Some people are saying he's going to go to the Patriots, but uh, as my next thing says, maybe. take it or leave it. Jarrett Stidham will start for the Patriots this year. Oh, my god! And I'm going to take it because it really looks like it's about to happen. 
that's the thing, man. It looks like it's really gonna happen. I, for one, can't believe it. Um, I'm completely shocked. They didn't draft a quarterback in the in in the draft at all. They didn't touch one. Uh, Bill Belichick did come out and say that was not by design. I think we all saw the dog drafting and. The dog decided not to pick a quarterback, right? Probably going to pick Jake Fromm or somebody, but the dog said no. Um, anyway, uh, I feel like you got a couple options out there. You got Andy Dalton, you got Cam Newton um, looking for a starting job. It just depends on the cap. I just I just don't know if it makes sense for them to cap or somebody's going to come in and take it. I'm going to say leave it. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say they signed Cam. So I'm going to take it. Because everything that you see, everything that he says about him, you know that Tom loves to promote from within. It just seems like next man up mentality. Tom's gone, and this guy's stepping in. And we're going to tank for Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> that, that's quite nah. possible. And, you know, Stidham could come out and end up being somebody, somebody great. You never know. I mean, Brady was... A six-round pick, Bledsoe goes down. Nobody knows who Brady is. All of a sudden, this dude's a goat. So, we'll see. It's yeah. happened before. Multiple times. <laughs> no one knew who Romo was, but Bledsoe went down. Um, Take it or leave it. Bears trading a fourth-round draft pick for Nick Foles and picking up that incredibly high salary like they did. Um... Although I think they got him to maybe restructure it somewhere or whatever. Um, but them trading for Nick Falls was premature. No. No, no, no. I don't think so. I leave it. I feel like Nick Foles offers you – I mean, he's he's a Super Bowl champion, right? He can come in and in the right system, he can thrive. Um, Eagles players were very vocal in saying that the offense simply worked better with Nick Foles as opposed to Carson Wentz. Um, he goes down last year with an injury. I felt like he wasn't 100% ready to come back. He forced himself back to try and keep his job. Um, he goes to Chicago. They have an amazing defense, right? Matt Nagy's a, uh, an incredible coach. Uh, and I, I feel like you, you, you take it. I, I feel like it's not premature if you're going to get rid of Mr. Trubisky and his option with his uh, – 24 million guaranteed or something insane. If you are going to pick up Mitch Trubisky's option and keep him, it's definitely premature because why would you pay so, all that money for a backup? So here are the here's the thoughts on why it's premature. So it's premature because if they would have waited, Nick Foles most likely would have been released. Well, and then okay. you would have had Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, and uh, Cam Newton, all free agents, all of them not on like they they all had like 15 plus left on their deal but now if you traded for him you'd have to pick that up Nick Foles had 19 the highest out of the three but if they're released you don't have to pick it up you sign up to a much cheaper contract true Um, so that's the thoughts behind it now but I feel like at the time you can't make that decision because you don't know what's going to happen I agree you didn't know about Cam Newton being a free agent yet at that time 
my exact point. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, if they if they go back and like, oh, well, we definitely know Cam's going to free agent. All these guys are going to be free agents, so duh, we wait. We keep the fourth round pick, of course. But right. like you just said, you're not going to know what everybody else is thinking or what they're trying to do. You're not going to know if somebody's going to try and use Cam as a uh, for draft capital in the upcoming draft, or you know that you know uh, Andy Dalton's going to be fridge. You, you just don't know. So if you can get a Super Bowl champion as a quarterback, you take him. Um, I think they're going to decline uh, Mr. Trubisky's option. I feel like Mr. Trubisky will become a free agent as well. Because um, I don't see why you pay him both that much money. Take it or leave it. The 49ers have had one of the best post-Super Bowl loss off-seasons, like, ever. Like... Like in terms of a lot of times you see teams go to the Super Bowl and then you see some drop offs. They run yeah. some cap issues. Some yeah. things happen. It really looks like the 49ers have handled this very well for this offseason. Like very, very well. Like they're poised to go back. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely poised to go back. They, they've addressed some several needs. Time will tell. We'll find out. Um, some, the only thing I worry about is if trading off some of those guys, sometimes when you – you think you're getting somebody better, somebody cheaper, and yeah, that's true. Um, but sometimes you just mess up the chemistry with the defensive line or with the locker room, and so it just—it's just going to how important it was to force Buckner to that locker room. How important was he to the practice of that defensive line, to the structure of it, to the rotation? Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. This I feel like it's kind of hit or miss at this point. They could go down as one of the best post Super Bowl loss off seasons restructuring in history, or they can go down as the guys who lost the Super Bowl. They gave up an early lead and they hit the panic button. It's one of the two at this point. History will end up being the judge of that. I like the moves that they've made so far, so I'm leaning towards this side of them being productive. But I mean, we'll find out in like three or four years. So. Uh, time will tell, but I'm leaning towards them making some really good moves. I can see why they did it, especially for yeah. Deshaun Watson. It's gonna happen. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen. They, I think they definitely have handled it awesomely, especially compared to some of the past teams that have been and how they've bounced back afterwards in the off season. So I wanna probably not necessarily say one of the best ever because it's hard right. to gauge that at the time. But they, they've done a really, really, really good job. Um, last one, Jackson. Ooh. Take it or leave it. Ooh. This year's draft will be something that teams look at as a way to reduce the hours that they usually spend at the facilities getting ready for the draft. So I know you've heard a bunch of talk about this. Mm-hmm. And some coaches and GMs have come out and they're like, we have been able to work more efficiently and get more information and more stuff done at home. doing stuff watching film sending coaches home watching film over such and such players and scouts and stuff like that compared to doing it at the facility and the extreme amount of work hours that come with being a coach or a scout in the professional football league for sure for sure i mean i mean let's let's take a look at uh i remember going in the watching the super bowl and they did a little special on andy reed and the guy got to come around and follow andy reed for his uh his pregame you know his routine throughout the week and got to see what it was like to be andy reed for a day andy reed said andy reed said okay i'll pick you up at three it's like you're picking me up at 3 p.m why said no i'm picking you up at 3 a.m we're heading to the facility at 3 a.m 
We got to be there. We got to get all this work in before our players come in so we have them properly prepared. Like the amount of hour, like if you want to be at an elite level, the amount of hours that you have to put in is absolutely absurd. And so mm-hmm. I think that I've heard some stories, like you said, as far as the draft goes of working from home a little bit more, you know, watching some film, doing a lot of this stuff remotely because we have the technology to do it. And they get to spend a little more time with their family. And I feel like sometimes I feel like that could be a big boost for a lot of these coaches, because especially with the grueling hours you're putting in over the season, especially in the playoffs, um, sometimes that work-life balance can get a little bit tilted, favored to one side. And I feel like mental clarity and mental health is a really important thing. And if you're having that extra time with your kids, with your family, taking them to school, picking them up, helping them with their homework, whatever it is you have to do, that's just going to help with their mental health and happiness. And that's going to translate onto the football field. If you're having a better time and a more happier life and you feel like you're more sustained and you're getting, you're fulfilled in, in multiple avenues, then, I mean, then every avenue of your work is just going to be that much better, right? So I feel like that's something they really take a look at, especially for the draft and giving those coaches uh, a little bit of a break, let them work a little more efficiently um, around draft time. I think that can that can really pay off, especially in the season. Yep, I'm going to take it. I, I just feel like um, there's a lot of positives that can come out of it as long as they don't go too far with it. Right. Because I think there's also some extreme negatives, just like there is with anything else. Sure. Um, but that's it for Take Care or Leave It, Mr. Jackson. All right. Man. Before before you say your farewells and stuff, all right, mm-hmm. side note, I yes. know we don't really talk college football, but it's been a it's been a crazy week for recruiting for the Tennessee Vols. And I've got to I've got to I got to say this. Do it. Do it. It's been it's been wild, Jackson. OK. <laughs> I started off my note with the Tennessee Vols are owning the apocalyptic recruiting (laughs) (laughs) because they are. I don't know. I don't know what this man's doing, but Pruitt's doing some wild stuff. Okay. In the last five days, we've recruited, we've had two five stars, two four stars, and a three star commit to us. Now, it's not an ink at the moment, so that can change, but we're number three in overall recruiting right now. Our recruiting class is number three, and we're number one in the <laughs> Excellent, bro. Excellent. Bravo. Hey, hey, that's crazy. Now, for all I know, they'll all go to Alabama and LSU when they when it comes time to officially sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of college football, I know we didn't really plan for this segment, but since you brought it up, um, possibility of perhaps college football season, maybe transfer into the spring. I've heard some rumors. I don't know how true that is um, uh, or what would happen, but I guess in in that case, should the college football season shift or should it uh, change or be delayed this year or whatever should have you, um, we weren't happy to cover it during the spring. Think that'd be a good time. Yeah. I think it's gonna it's gonna be fine. Yeah. I think it's gonna be fine. Looking at looking at some of the COVID data and stuff we got coming out from testing US right now and looking at um the fact that most colleges, if not all of them, I don't know. I'm I'm assuming I'm pretty sure most of them are planning on coming back for the fall. Um it hurts too many schools for you not to have college football. The money and the T V deals and everything, even if you play without fans. Um, 
because there are some schools that play football and that pays for all their other programs. Yeah. And so it's true. Yeah. So uh, I think it's going to go down like regular. I think it's going to be fine. Now they might maybe push Shift it back a little bit. They right. might shorten it or something. Um, but I think it, I think we're still going to have it. I think so too. I think like so too. On time, relatively around the same time and stuff. They we'll just might push it back. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see. Uh, guys, the draft was amazing. It was fun. We had a good time at the virtual draft party. We're super, me and Lucas are both really happy with our, our team's picks as well as some different teams around the league. Uh, it's been a good time. We're really happy to be back in full swing with the Gopher 2 podcast. We're recording and uploading more than we ever have before. Um, it's a great time. Be sure to check out the Hometown Heroes segment on YouTube. Uh, also follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, all of them. We're everywhere. Um, be sure to like, uh, comment, and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of these episodes. Uh, and leave us some comments, man. I mean, Casey's blowing you guys out of the water each and every week. I mean, come on. All right? <laughs> no competition. <laughs> no competition, man. You, got, you guys got to give them a little bit of love, okay? Um, but, yeah, I mean... Good show. Super happy with it. Uh, we're going to be back with more stuff next week, continuing to cover uh, the NFL. And uh, super happy you guys are with us. Thank you all for listening. This is me.